Up next, Biz 503, the Portland-centric podcast for startups and small businesses. We believe it, we live it, and there's something about Brand Portland that has taken a meteoric rise in our world. Welcome to Biz 503, the Portland startup and small business podcast from Portland Radio Project. I'm Dave Barcos, founder of The Bridge Incubator in Vancouver, Washington, here with Rebecca Webb, co-founder of the Portland Radio Project. Hey, Dave. The conventional wisdom usually goes something like this, right? Don't date your coworkers because relationship drama will follow and make your life an awkward mess. <laughs> that same conventional wisdom also tells us that it's not a great idea to raise the stakes and get into business venture with your spouse. But is that good advice? Today on Biz 503, we're talking to partners in business who are also partners in life. Shelly and Noho Marchese join us from Noho's Hawaiian Cafe. Shelly and Noho, welcome to Biz 503. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. And Liz Forkin-Bohannon joins us from Seiko Designs, a fashion brand based in Portland. Liz, welcome. So excited to be here. To get us started, though, Biz 503 producer Kobe Hutzler caught up with Jan Taborski and Lacey Gillum, founders of Happy Campers Gluten-Free, a Portland-based bread company. So you guys were together before you started Happy Campers. What did you guys hear from people um, when they heard you were going to be working on this business together? Don't do it. <laughs> you're you're going to break up and... Uh, yeah, definitely we had some, you know, friends of the family who really strongly advised us not to go into business together. Um, you know, a lot of people felt pretty strongly that it's, it's really bad for relationships that you can't work well, have like a good, uh, partnership together on a business level. My parents actually have worked with each other some throughout their lives, you know, so they've had some crossover and they had a good experience with it. And so, um, at least my parents were supportive of it, but you know, kind of everybody else that we talked to of a older age group advised against it. <laughs> so how do you think Lacey, that your relationship with Jan has enhanced happy campers as a business? Yeah, Jan and I have always really worked well together. Um, having a business partner that I know so well and also work well with has been really helpful for each other, you know, just because he, Jan can read me so well and I can read Jan so well. And I feel like we are able to give each other um good support for whatever it is we're going through or projects, et cetera. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that support that we're able to provide for each other. And then um, our skills do happen to, and our talents do happen to complement each other really well. Yeah, rather than mimic, um, that's an important distinguish. But it can be simple things too. Just, I mean, you don't want to necessarily both be good, you know, let's say in accounting. Um, you really only need one person to do the accounting. So it's better if the other person is better uh, with marketing, you know, HR, whatever that may be. So it's better to have just one person on each project. And, uh, you know, that way you can just get more ground covered. Divide and conquer. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how might your guys' business have informed your relationship? Because you already, you started the business as really good partners in crime already, so to speak. But was there any feedback from the business end of this relationship 
into your personal relationship? Communication, right? That's a classic. And, uh, you know, every relationship needs a great communication, whether it's a business or life partnership. And uh, I think the business gave us a lot of, a lot of practice. You know, sometimes or a lot of the times the business gets, you know, pretty hairy and uh, it's really hard. There's a lot at stake, long hours, you know, you're tired. So really your true, uh, um, you know, all the monsters come out of the closet and your, your true identity comes out. And so uh, knowing that about my life partner has been really helpful to just help me really get to know her um, and then, you know, better understand and better communicate in the in the regular life as well. What was a major challenge or obstacle you both faced in your relationship as it relates to the business and vice versa? Yeah, I think a really big thing that Jan and I went through together, in addition to, you know, being together as a couple, starting a business, but I also started to have some health challenges and some pretty serious ones, you know, they really affected my mind's ability to think that affected me physically you know I couldn't even walk like a block um, you know even to this day I am actually still very in touch with my doctors and um, dealing with some pretty heavy things and so well I guess for me actually I just had to work emotionally on not looking at someone to blame for my health getting worse because really that was the first place that I went was like oh my gosh my health is horrible it's gotten uh, so bad and I want to blame Jan and I want to blame the business, business, you know, and who really decided to do this business? Maybe it was Jan's decision. Did I really decide to do it? You know, so all these really ridiculous things started coming up because like, no, you equally decided to get into this business. You've pushed yourself to this point. That's not Jan's uh, responsibility. So really going on some um, psychological uh, searches and journeys, you know, and uh, communicating that with Jan all the while. And Jan really having to just kind of take it in stride and understand that whatever things I was going through and concerns that I brought up, that they all had to be, you know, considered as valid and he would hear me and um, we just take whatever it was I was feeling emotionally and physically and then really had to make some tough decisions um, such as how much involvement do I have in the business um, you know Jan started taking over a lot of the more kind of heavy lifting if you will of the business and I've really had to relinquish some of my control and involvement in the business but I think everyone, if you have a health problem and you're wanting to start a business and you want to do it with your partner, your spouse, you, you know, you can do all these things. And it is just, it's an intense experience, but it's a pretty amazing one. And there's a lot to learn. And I think we really are actually in, in a way feel blessed for those challenges that we had and really feel like we came out the other end um, much stronger, you know? Yeah, it really helped us grow together and come together, you know, so much closer as, as a couple and as business partners. But it for sure has been challenging and it, it's still, you know, it's still challenging. I mean, I know for you, Lacey, giving up that responsibility in Happy Campers and something that you are so passionate about. That was like, I mean, I had to like just <laughs> physically keep you away from the computers. Like, no, like <laughs> you have to take care of yourself. Like you cannot work right now. Um, I know that was... That was really hard. 
what advice would you guys give to people who are considering starting a business with their spouse or their loved one? When you're starting a business, or I guess when you're undertaking any journey, there is going to be growth and there is going to be challenges. And um, being able and open to change and listen, I think is just so, so important to both growth of one as a person, as a partner, and as a business as a whole. So being, uh, just really being willing to change and listen. And, uh, you know, and that's hard, right? It's hard to change and listen. And uh, one thing that really helped me or that enabled me to do that was just the tremendous respect that I have had for Lacey. And I think that's really important. Um, and I'm not quite sure how, you know, how to put it in the right way, but you know, it's like if you don't have all the respect in the world for your partner and you, you're just going to listen to them because you respect them so much and you, you, you trust in their opinion, even when it's different from your own and you're willing to listen and change, you know, at least for me, I feel like that would be the place where that made it or would have broken it. Um, you know, if, we, if I wasn't able to, to listen and change. Yeah. And I would say that I would recommend people to evaluate what type of relationship they have and how they feel that is mirrored in the business world. I mean, there is a reason why, um, people recommend that you don't go into business with your spouse. There is a reason why investors actually don't want to invest in businesses that have the founders as, as spouses, you know, because there can be problems there. You know, if divorce happens, well then those investors just lost that money. And so um, they're very careful about those kind of businesses that they would invest in. And so, um, yeah, and I, I would add maybe, you know, test it out. Right. It obviously depends on the kind of product you have, but like for us with food product, the perfect test would be to, you know, rent out a commercial kitchen for, you know, a few hours or whatever, half a day on Friday, and then bake a bunch of bread and then go sell it at farmers markets, you know, and do that for the whole summer. And if after two or three months of farmers markets, you're having an awesome time, then that's probably a good indicator that uh, you can pursue further. But if you're fighting and not having a good time, then it's best to reevaluate and probably decide that that going onto business together is not the best idea. Jan, Lacey, thank you both so much for joining us today. Our pleasure. Thank you, Kobe. Yeah, thanks, Kobe. Have a good day. That was Jan Taborski and Lacey Gillum, founders of Portland-based Happy Campers Gluten-Free. Support for Biz503 comes from Premium Websites, offering website and social media marketing for startups and small businesses. For more, go to premiumwebsites.net. Welcome back to Biz503. Today, we're talking with business partners who have the unique distinction of being married to each other. In this segment... Liz Forkin Bohannon is married to Ben Bohannon, and they have Seiko Designs. Ben's not able to be here, but we have Liz in the studio today. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, in true uh, working and juggling life and parenting fashion, uh, Ben was unable to be here, but I'm so excited to join you. That's the entrepreneurial challenge. It's awesome. Um, Liz, Seiko Design seems to be more than a fashion company. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, so I moved to East Africa right after I graduated from university with a journalism degree. 
and the hope of becoming a journalist who would cover issues specifically relating to human rights and women and girls living in extreme poverty and conflict and post-conflict zones. So I show up in Uganda and I uh, was quite surprised to leave Uganda with a little sandal company. Uh, we actually employ really, really smart, bright young women in between high school and university and have a work study program that enables them to earn money to go on to college and become leaders in their community. And then we sell the product through a network of impact entrepreneurs here in the U.S. That's it's an absolutely amazing mission. I've known your story for a while. I think the other really interesting thing is you weren't married when you first got started. Maybe you can tell us how Ben found out about this and found out about this project. <laughs> yeah, we were actually dating when I moved to Uganda. And when I moved back about six months later, uh, we got engaged about four days after that. So we joke that literally Ben was down on his knee, surprised me, asked me to marry him. And in my head, instead of listening to all the very romantic things I'm sure he was saying, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, do I tell him like before or after we join our bank accounts that I promised these three girls in Uganda I would pay for them to go to college if my little sandal project doesn't work out? So the founding of this business and dream and the founding of our partnership and marriage really happened simultaneously. I love that story. That's amazing. And not many. Uh, how did he react when you came when you told him about it? Oh, you know, he has been all in from the very beginning. Um, ben, really, even before he worked for the business, was such an integral part of the visioning and dreaming and challenging me and um, coming up with his own ideas. He's incredibly gifted when it comes to strategy and execution. And so for the first year and a half, I worked full-time on the business while he worked full-time um, elsewhere. He was a, a project manager at a tech company. And then about a, a little over a year into our marriage, he quit his full-time job and we kind of took the next leap and we sold everything that we owned and bought a Honda Element and started traveling the U.S. together to launch our company. So you're not only learning to be newly married, but all right, on top of it, you have an international business of developing uh, an amazing supply chain and distribution network. Yeah, it definitely um, changed the dynamic of early marriage. There were some pretty monster fights that we got in that I remember being like, you know, we're fighting over the legal structure of our business or what our, you know, core mission is going to be. And I'm thinking like, man, this would be so much easier if we were like fighting over who was doing the laundry. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, not many people have to face that. It's 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 unique. How did you tackle some of those problems? I think for us, community has been a huge part of it. You know, before Ben quit his full time job, we actually spent a pretty dedicated several weeks traveling around, um, meeting with primarily older couples in our life that we really respected. We saw their marriages as really um, subscribing to a real partnership mentality of marriage and sat down with them and kind of invited them into the decision-making process of, is this wise? Are we crazy? Um, and for us, it's really important to listen a lot to the people that we really respect and that we believe know us and love us kind of as unique individuals in, in our marriage and then to not listen to everything else everyone else is saying um, because obviously there's a lot of voices that were trying to persuade us that this was a terrible idea. And and so for us, kind of having a sense of rootedness in community and, and honesty and transparency for us is so important. I think when we um, acknowledge the difficulty of things, a lot of the difficulty of it and shame honestly kind of dissipates where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, we're fighting over this or we can't get on the same page and bringing other people into that instead of, you know, trying to hide behind this facade of like, we have this perfect marriage and this great business. 
um, creates a lot of freedom to be who we are and to become more, I think, of who we were um, created to be both as individuals and as a couple. So it's been a really, really beautiful journey for us. Um, communication is absolutely key. I think we heard that with, with Jan and Lacey talking about open communication, helping smooth the way. It also presents a lot of challenges being married with work-life balance. When do you turn it off? Yeah, that has been uh, an ongoing journey. And to be honest, there have been various seasons for us. You know, there's been seasons specifically in the really early stages of our business when we were living out of our car and we were on the road and we were making no money that if I'm being really honest, there was no off. There was no off button. There was, we worked all day and we worked all night. I think acknowledging that there would come a season where there would be a little bit more balance or boundaries. Um, and as our business grew and as our marriage and honestly, as our family grew and we became parents, um, we became a lot more committed to creating those boundaries. So we have some pretty distinct rules, places geographically where business is not able to be talked about. Uh, if we're not in the office, if we're kind of in off hours, we have a rule that if we want to talk about work, we have to ask the other person and that they always have permission to say no. So I would say, hey, Ben, I have a work thought. Are you in a place? Can we talk about it? And he has complete permission and freedom to say no and myself likewise. And so we definitely have developed kind of a set of rules and way of existing to help facilitate some of those boundaries. That's a great piece of advice. I know um, so often relationships are about uh, the security that you have. And, the, and the, the hard dynamic of running a startup is that there is no security. It's all about risk and it's all about uh, that uncertainty. And to be able to turn off that part of your brain, that seems like a great guideline. Yeah. That's awesome. What advice would you give other people that are taking a look at starting a business with their spouse? You know, this was touched on a little bit earlier, but I think really evaluating the dynamics of your relationship. It's quite a polarizing thing to work with your spouse. And there are some couples that I think the way that they operate in the world tends to be a little bit more, I do my thing and you do your thing and we overlap in very distinct areas and it's better if we kind of keep that separation. I know for Ben and I, at the very core of who we are, we're we're builders and we're creators and we both thrive so much off of creating um, new things that didn't exist before. And our view on marriage is one that's very partnership based. We see ourselves as as co-creators. And so for us, not to say that the journey has been easy by any means, but we know that it's getting us closer to the type of marriage and partnership that we that we want to be. And so I think kind of honestly evaluating who you are as individuals and also what you want your marriage to look like um, is, is an important part of the decision-making process. That's great. I think the Seiko story is absolutely amazing, and it's been a success story since since I've known about it for the past few years. I know it actually just went over a pretty strong change in your business model that has hit you on a growth path that's pretty amazing. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that and how that's going to affect your plans to work together with Ben. Yeah, definitely. So about two years ago, we we had been building a pretty traditional wholesale retail online model. And about two years ago, we decided to pull the products off of the shelves of about 500 stores across the country and instead sell through individual impact entrepreneurs in their community through a direct sales channel. Um, and to be honest, it was the scariest thing that we've ever done in our brand. You know, a lot of people, when they hear the original kind of origin story of Seiko and I got on a plane and I moved to East Africa and I didn't know anybody or like, oh man, that was so brave. And it's like, eh, kind of brave, kind of stupid, but kind of not even that brave. You know, what did I have to lose? I was like 22 and I didn't have a career and I didn't have a family. 
Whereas, you know, several years into our business, it's like we've got employees in the U.S. and all across the world. And um, all of a sudden the stakes feel a lot higher. And so for Ben and I, it was so important that both of us felt equally as committed and excited about this huge direction and shift um, because we're really committed to saying like we share all the victories, but we also share all of the the downside, right? And that we're never going to walk into something if it feels like, okay, if this fails, I'm going to be able to point my finger at you. And so we spent a lot of time really um, making sure that we were both as equally committed to this directional shift. And and luckily, like you mentioned, it's been probably the best decision that we've made in the life of our company. And um, for now, it's actually been really fun because I think our marriage is incorporated into our business in a way that it hadn't been for the first several years in a more obvious way. We're now working with um, men and women in their communities. A lot of them have dreams of working with their own spouses or their spouses being a part and supporting their businesses as entrepreneurs is really important. And so we get to kind of speak into that and get to kind of create this community, not just in East Africa, but here in the U.S., where we're very um, excited about welcoming marriages and families kind of into the entrepreneur's journey. And so it's been a really fun season for us in that way. Yeah, that's exciting. I think that's really true. And you've been through that journey with your spouse in ways that you can help the people that are coming on. I think it's a great story. Thank you so much. Liz, it's been amazing talking to you. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk to Shelly and Noho Marchese of Noho's Hawaiian Cafe. Support for Biz503 comes from premium websites, offering website and social media marketing for startups and small businesses. For more, go to premiumwebsites.net. Welcome back to Biz503. In this segment, we're talking with Shelly and Noho Marchese of Noho's Hawaiian Cafe. Glad to have you with us. Great to be here. Yes, absolutely. So it was really interesting listening to Liz, wasn't it? it all of the advice that seemed to me sounded like sound relationship advice in general, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Communication, respect, and all of that. But how is it unique when you're in business together? Shelly, go ahead. <laughs> it's magnified when you're in business together. I mean, it, it is sort of 24-7 because you have the business you have to communicate about. You have the relationship you have to make work. I mean, it all it's, works has to work on so many levels in so many ways. Noho, as Dave put it, where is the off button? Do you guys have rules like Liz and Ben? You know, we don't really have off buttons, I think, because of the fact that we're on 24-7 and with the employees. And with multitudes of locations, it makes life just a little more difficult. Although I think through the years and now that she's really taken a true active part in the business, it's really, she's lightened my load for the first time in 25 years. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, tell us about your cafe. I've driven by the Southeast uh, NoHo's many times. You have another location? We have three total. Three total. Uh, Where are they? I started with my brother in 1991 down in Corvallis' Local Boys Hawaiian Cafe. Uh, that was January 2nd of 91 in a snowstorm. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. In Corvallis. <laughs> and uh, we sold out by three o'clock in the afternoon. And I said to my brother, I said, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. People were dreaming of warmth, I, I guess think. so at that moment. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and then we had an opportunity, uh, a gentleman uh, by the name of Tom Connor who had a place up here called Bojangles on 22nd and Hawthorne, if anybody remembers, was a blues club. And um, he came to me one night when I was working and said, uh, 
hey, listen, I just lost my kitchen crew up in Portland, Oregon. Um, would you like to take your local boys menu and bring it up to Portland? And I did. So that's really how I got my start in Portland. Cool. Um, and then, of course, eventually I broke off from them and went to 26 and Clinton. And we've been going ever since, nonstop. Awesome. And were you married at the time you no. started the restaurant? No. Okay. Not at all. Tell the tale. Well, she actually came into <laughs> Bojangles with her mom and dad. And we found out and discovered that she was from Hawaii also. Her mom and dad were born and raised in Hawaii. And uh, so a common denominator was Hawaii. And of course, she had, um, I hate to say this, but she had great long legs. So <laughs> Why do you hate to say yeah. it? That's yeah. amazing. This so, was a long time know, ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, yeah, still great legs, hon. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, um, and so we struck up a, a conversation and it went, we kind of, she started coming in on a not so regular basis, but found some Excuses incremental time yeah, to, to come in. <laughs> and, um, and so then we started these late night rendezvous at 10 o'clock at night after I would get done with work. And she was working a full corporate job back then um, and traveling really all over the world. So she was making a lot of time and I had only time at night. Because I was literally just there all the time. So so how did you lure her from uh, the corporate world into the restaurant business? Well, she... she <laughs> boy, That's I better a, let you tell I'll tell that story. You tell, tell that it. story. I, I never really left the corporate um, or organizational world until I retired two years ago. But what happened about 10 years ago was our longtime bookkeeper retired and Noho handed the bookkeeping to a waitress and our accountants, after about eight months of that, when they were closing the year, said, no, no, you can't do this this way. You can't. You really were not going to be your accountants any longer if you keep this up. And the waitress, bless her heart, she was a great, one of our best waitresses, but had absolutely no training in bookkeeping and then had to wrestle with NoHo on top of it for things like credit card receipts. And so I raised my hand in that meeting and said, I'll do it. And so I actually started with bookkeeping for the restaurants nights and weekends because I kept my day job. So I sort of edged, edged into it. But did you get some advice that maybe that wasn't a great idea? <laughs> Mostly from me. <laughs> yes. I don't think Noah was particularly <laughs> thrilled about having me <laughs> clamp down uh, know, and no. get involved no. at that point. You were not, no. Why? I was not happy at all. In fact, we had some knockdown, drag out <laughs> scraps over this. But you know what I've learned through it all is that she really is my life partner. I mean, she looks out for my best interest and our best interest. So, you know, as, as I've kind of lost all of my power, um, <laughs> uh, sure. which I, I used to be the boss. Um, I'm not anymore. Um, it's a, it's really has become a, a team effort, although that has been challenging at times. Um, especially when you at one point did everything and now you've been slowly giving away or taken away, uh, <laughs> some aspects. It's very difficult, but in the long run, if you really look at it, it has actually eased my load. So it's a great story. You know, I kind of want to hear a little bit more about the knockdown drag out part. But what I really think we should talk <laughs> no, about is not. how you overcame, you know, how did you surmount those challenges? 
she lets me sleep on the couch for that night to cool down. <laughs> and then we come back and have the conversation about it. And then usually by then I've calmed down enough to realize that really what she was saying to me made a lot more sense than what I was thinking. And so you come around now to understand that the way she thinks is really in the long-term scale, thinking about how to keep your business going properly. And in mine sometimes, because I'm thinking of so many things at once, she's really focusing on just that one particular point. And I'm trying to figure out how do you put that one point into all of these other points. And so it's been great. It really has been. It sounds like you maybe has changed your opinions of each other. I think as I've become more involved in the business, um, my respect for him has just grown by leaps and bounds. I mean, I've always respected him, obviously always loved him, been attracted to him on so many levels. But I, when I see what the restaurant business is a hard, hard business. Um, and when I see what he's been able to do and juggle and accomplish and, and he has been a strong, run a strong, sound restaurant business for a quarter of a century. That is, I mean, if you look at the mortality rate for restaurants, it's really high in the first couple of years. So my affection and respect for him has really grown. It sounds like it. I can hear that. What is your advice uh, for people who are considering going into business together and they happen to be married? I think we heard a lot of it um, earlier in the program. I definitely work on your communication skills, try to understand the other person's perspective and give it space if you need space to understand it and let whatever immediate reaction you have to it um, cool down, give it that space. And definitely, I hope there's a baseline of respect. It needs to be there. Yeah, definitely. Anything you want to add, Noah? Uh, you know, I think you have to be willing to go to the great ups and the great downs together. You know, it's kind of like business. If you're successful at it, you're still going to have ups and you're still going to have downs, but your partner's always there with you. And I think that, uh, that becomes the best thing. You know, my family, uh, and I think everybody should understand this in business, if you're a, a couple with a family, is that the family pays an enormous price for you being an entrepreneur. My family didn't see me most weekends. They see me on Monday. They don't see me on Friday all the way until Monday again. They gave up an awful lot for dad's dream. And we have to remember that, that it's... This was my dream and my brother's dream. It ne wasn't necessarily my wife's dream. So the sacrifices that they had to make with me not being around was enormous. Worth it, Shelley? Absolutely worth it. And our daughter actually does some, she's in college now, and does still does some social media work for us uh, and did that in high school along with some very junior bookkeeping work. And so it's truly been a family business. Awesome. Really yeah. great to hear your story, and thank you so much. No, thanks for, for having coming us. Thank today. you very much. That was Shelly and Noho Marchese of Noho's Hawaiian Cafe. It was Liz Bohannon, founder of Seiko Designs with her husband, Ben. And at the top of the show, we heard from Jan Taborski and Lacey Gillum, founder of Happy Campers Gluten-Free. Biz 503 is produced by Kobe Hutzler with Carl Lucky and edited by Daniel Lin. It's a production of Portland Radio Project. Big thanks to PRP podcast coordinator Nishtasia Voisin. 
I'm Rebecca Webb. And I'm Dave Barkos. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. 